Welcome to Pictures of Grace, a Fraser 365 Advent devotional. My name is Chris Montgomery, senior pastor of Fraser Church, and I'm so glad you're on this Advent journey with us. May the Lord bless you today as we learn about His unmerited grace. Welcome to Day 18 of Pictures of Grace, an Advent daily devotional. The title of today's devotion is Grace Through Faith. St. Augustine once said, Faith is to believe what you do not see. The reward of this faith is to see what you believe. And Charles Hayden Spurgeon once said, Faith and obedience are bound up in the same bundle. He that obeys God trusts God, and he that trusts God obeys God. He that is without faith is without works, and he that is without works is without faith. Today's text comes from Ruth chapter 3, verses 1 through 18. Then Naomi, her mother-in-law, said to her, My daughter, should I not seek rest for you, that it may be well with you? Is it not Boaz our relative with whose young women you were? See, he is winnowing barley tonight at the threshing floor. Wash, therefore, and anoint yourself, and put on your cloak, and go down to the threshing floor. But do not make yourself known to the man until he has finished eating and drinking. And when he lies down, observe the place where he lies. Then go and uncover his feet and lie down, and he will tell you what to do. And she replied, All that you say I will do. So she went down to the threshing floor and did just as her mother-in-law had commanded her. And when Boaz had eaten and drunk and his heart was merry, he went to lie down at the end of the heap of grain. Then she came softly and uncovered his feet and lay down. At midnight, the man was startled and turned over, and behold, a woman lay at his feet. He said, Who are you? And she answered, I am Ruth, your servant. Spread your wings over your servant, for you are a redeemer. And he said, May you be blessed by the Lord, my daughter. You have made this last kindness greater than the first, in that you have not gone after young men, whether poor or rich. And now, my daughter, do not fear. I will do for you all that you ask, for all my fellow townsmen know that you are a worthy woman. And now it is true that I am a redeemer. Yet there is a redeemer nearer than I. Remain tonight and in the morning. If he will redeem you, good, let him do it. But if he is not willing to redeem you, then, as the Lord lives, I will redeem you. Lie down until morning. So she lay at his feet until morning, but arose before one could recognize another. And he said, Let it be known that the woman came to the threshing floor. And he said, Bring the garment you were wearing and hold it out. So she held it and measured out six measures of barley and put it on her. Then she went into the city. And when she came to her mother-in-law, she said, How did you fare, my daughter? Then she told her all the man had done for her, saying, These six measures of barley he gave to me, for he said to me, You must not go back empty-handed to your mother-in-law. She replied, Wait, my daughter, until you learn how the matter turns out, for the man will not rest, but will settle the matter today. Have you ever looked back over your life thoughtfully and admired the hand of God at work? There are reflective seasons of my life where I am fully aware that all I have in this life is because God brought me grace. I had a desire to serve Him and to speak into the lives of others, and now I have been in ministry for four decades. 
God placed that desire in my heart and led me to the events that placed me in his perfect will. Then I felt called to move to another town and serve him, so I accepted and followed him. God knew that I would meet my future spouse there. Following his will in one direction allowed me to be where I needed to be so that I could follow him in another one. I don't believe in coincidences. I call them instead God instances. There are instances in all our lives that God in his sovereignty placed there. God works in the details in the lives of his children, yet he loves his children unconditionally and gives them free will to choose to follow him. I am fully mindful that my decisions in life have consequences, both good and bad. I have always said your life is the sum total of the choices you have made. If you make good choices, you will have good consequences and vice versa. If you are reaping a good harvest currently, it is because you planted good seed at some point in the past and God blessed it. If you are experiencing a bad harvest, it could be the fruit of bad decisions. But make no mistake, our decisions matter. For example, you decide to move to a certain city. Not only will it affect you, but also your children and their future decisions. Naomi and Ruth find themselves in the balance between God's purpose and plan for their lives and their decision to follow him. God brought the famine to an end in Bethlehem, so Naomi went back to her hometown. Ruth had the choice to stay where she is in Moab or commit to stay by the side of her mother-in-law. She chose to stay with Naomi. That choice put her at the threshing floor of Boaz's field where he met her. Now Boaz has blessed her with food and showed his personal interest. Ruth is under the shadow of God's wings and in the view of Boaz's attention. Grace and works do go hand in hand. God gives the grace, but we have to choose to follow him. So Naomi comes up with a plan. In Ruth chapter 3, verse 1, Naomi basically says, Ruth, we need to get you a husband. M.R. Dahan explains what happens next. To the unspiritual mind, this suggestion of Naomi was entirely out of place. But when we understand the motive and the faith of Naomi, it becomes the story of faith that would not be denied. After the harvest was ended, the sheaves were brought into the threshing floor to be winnowed. This was done at night to get the advantage of the night breezes, which sprang up after dark in that country, and which were needed to successfully fan the grain to separate it from the chaff. The grain would first be beaten out of its husk and separated from the straw. Then the grain was picked up and cast up into the wind. The heavier grain would fall onto the threshing floor, while the lighter chaff would be blown away. After the grain had been thus winnowed and the winds subsided about midnight, a sumptuous meal was served and then all retired. The owner of the grain would then remain on the scene to lie down at the side of the heap of winnowed grain to guard it against thieves who would otherwise steal it. And so Boaz, after the meal, lay down at the pile of grain. Naomi was fully familiar with this harvest and threshing routine. And so she instructed Ruth to wait until the lights were all out and the floor was quiet, and then to steal softly to the place where Boaz was sleeping, uncover his feet, and lie down. And the rest, like they say, is history. Well, it is his story at work in the lives of two women who acted in faith. As you think about today's reading, reflect on the following questions. How is your faith in God expressed in your works for God? George Mueller once said, The beginning of anxiety is the end of faith, and the beginning of true faith is the end of anxiety. 
How does this quote relate to to today's scripture? How can you apply the truth of this statement in your life by faith? Let's pray. Abba Father, we desire to be found faithful as you are faithful. In our times of trouble, increase our faith and guard us with your peace. Amen.